Well, put your calls on hold and step out of your clamshell. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 48, for the week of Wednesday, the 23rd of January, 2013. I'm Scott, and with me tonight are... Justin. And Eli. This episode is brought to you by Mike's Comics and Stuff and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our toy of the week is the Marvel Select Storm action figure, and we'll be giving DC's Blue Beetle the toy history treatment. gentlemen how are we this week excellent good thank you fantastic um eli what have you been up to since we last heard from you um that was the get together in sydney that's right so it's been three weeks three weeks i guess um back to work and was pretty busy first week even though um my enthusiasm wasn't along for the ride for that first week um (laughs) We actually last week we um last Sunday we uh picked up another addition to the family on a temporary basis. Oh my goodness. We're fostering another dog. Oh, how did this come about? Well, as it turns out there was a guy coming around to inspect the roof to see what was required to make it a better roof and um I'd watch out for building inspectors by the way. I hear they're rather dodgy. Yes, yeah, so I've heard. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, the the guy who was inspecting the the roof, he was up on the roof, and he he noticed um, that the, our dogs in the yard, and and my wife, you know, keeping them very well behaved and disciplined and happy and all that. And after a while, he he basically said, "Hey, I've got this uh, problem." <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> anyway, it turns out he's um, there. Him and his wife are moving to Melbourne, and um, oh, good choice. Between, yeah, well, it's all right. <laughs> And they're um, in between places and they've got this dog that they could probably have in the flat that they're going to stay in in between, but it wouldn't be the best thing because it's it's actually a largest dog. It's a, a Weimarana. Oh, I love those uh. dogs. And um, it's, it's a beautiful dog and um, we've met it a couple of times and then last week they go, well, we'll just leave her here then. Yep, yeah, all right. Ooh. Brought in a bag of food and, you know, the, the accessories and... She's been here, and uh, my wife's been breaking her into the routine. (laughs) But they are coming back for her, aren't they? Yeah, no, we're pretty confident. At one stage, it was gonna it was gonna be like up to six months, but uh, at the moment, we think it's only gonna be up to about a month. Um, But we like her. That's you know, we had to get used to her a little bit, and she's had to get used to us. You know, had to beat the barking out of her. I'm Uh, I'm kidding. uh, 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 We don't beat her. We browbeat her. (laughs) Browbeat, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah that's us excellent three dogs now and from, uh, from zero to three from zero to less three. than a year <laughs> three now yeah. yeah almost as bad as he <laughs> the menagerie yeah what, yes. what what does your menagerie consist of justin uh two dogs five cats three rats <laughs> uh is that about it it just don't add up yeah five cats <laughs> 
Five cats. Whoa. Yes. Yes, we, we five have, cats. We have two dogs and two cats, and I thought we were pretty excessive, but mm. our, our animals tend to happen to us. None of them have been planned. They've all been rescues, so... Yeah, yeah, well, it's basically the same here as well. Yeah. It's uh, a situation where Leanne, in her work, she works as a vet nurse, so any hard luck story uh-huh. or uh, uh-huh. any sort of, oh, we have all these kittens that need a home and then one accidentally gets left behind because the girl's going, oh, we've named her. We can't give her away. We love her. She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so what else have you been up to, Justin? No, uh, very much like Eli, back to work this week. Um but we're never really that busy. But this week was sort of up and down and can't really get excited about uh, working when the sun's shining bright in the sky most days <laughs> and you have a pool in your backyard and it's becking in you from wherever you are. Come home. Come home. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, it was just discussing yesterday how it was 47 degrees around here um, and it was ridiculous. So I was thinking oh, we came home about 11 o'clock and got out of the pool about Eight thirty, nine o'clock at night when the southerly hit. So, oh, wow. and half a merman, merman, merman. <laughs> yes, for our international guests, um, Sydney um, yesterday had its hottest day on record or since nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, it was I think it's hottest on record. Yeah, beat it by half a degree. I think mm. it, the official thing was. So. Well, so yeah, hot that train lines buckled. Yeah, yeah, oh, there man. was um, there was train delays all over the place. Even in tunnels, like between Wynyard and uh, St James in, in town, apparently it was a twenty minute ride. Oh my goodness! Wow. So Scott, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, I've been away for two weeks, and in that time, I got a tattoo. No, I did. I, I it's actually originally asked my wife seven years ago um, about one uh, for my <clears throat> birthday. And um, her response then was, yep, that's so fine. That would have been your 35th. <laughs> yes, that's right, yes. Um, so, and her response then was, yes, that's fine. Just let me know when you're going because while you're out, I might just put all your action figures in a pile and set them on fire. Um, so obviously <laughs> I did not have it done then. Um, but then – and in fact – I haven't, I don't think I've mentioned it for about two years. Um, but then she came home right before Christmas and said to me, if you still want a tattoo, do it because I don't want the kids growing up thinking I was mean because I wouldn't let you have one. And I, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'd kind of forgotten about it, but cool. I'm not going to ask twice. <laughs> um, so it's a very, I mean, I, I am not in a, a very tattoo friendly profession. So, um, it's a very discreet one on my inner left. Well, if, if where I would have a bicep if I had one, um, that is my kids' initials in interlac. Oh, yeah, which is for people don't know, shame on you, but it is the 30th century DC Comics uh, language that is uh, popular in the well used in the Legion of Superheroes, which of course is my favorite comic book. Talk us through, Bane. <laughs> uh, How was it? Uh, it was not terribly painful. I had it done by a guy called Kane, who, if you listen to the non-canonical 
podcast ah, yeah. is one of the hosts of that and he is a professional tattoo artist so i went and spoke to him about it and i had a couple of different ideas about where it might go and he suggested and he's a he's a great guy and um it was not terribly painful um you know I, we were having a conversation the whole time and it wasn't you know such that it wasn't comfortable but um yeah. I, I couldn't really describe it as super painful although by the end of it i was thinking i think i'm glad this is almost over so i can't ima- and it, it's not big i can't imagine how people who have like a whole sleeve done actually manage it <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's still it, it took a, a little while to heal but it's kind of healed now and it did it in some nice colors and i'm really happy with it so it's nice. good and cool. then and then on the toy side of things today i attended brickvention 2013 and met up with the fabulous adam who came over from adelaide to attend it here in melbourne mm. um and it is a an unbelievably huge event. It, like, yeah. it, it's amazing and so so clever. Not good for claustrophobics, I have to say, because um, right. it is crowded. Oh, but okay. uh, but it, it just incredibly clever construction, and a lot of it is you know people who have used like, created their own designs using existing kits and parts, and made you know some of them are. Um, more about the cleverness. Some of them are more about the size, but you know there are incredibly detailed um, models of lots of different things, including um, the Eureka Sky Deck, which is the tallest building here in Melbourne, and Opera House, and um, there's one of the Love Boat, and you know, and they're incredibly detailed. And then, of course, lots of you know variations of Star Wars Lego and Lord of the Rings Lego and um, everything you can imagine. So, um, yeah, it's a <clears throat> it was a great event, and it was great to catch up with Adam and my kids came along as well because they've both gotten into Lego, and um, it was a great day. I imagine it would have been. I've always been a bit jealous that it's only ever in Melbourne, and I and it's not advertised as much in Sydney because it's not in Sydney. No, and I keep on kind of expecting it'll move to Sydney one year, but it just doesn't happen. Well, it's interesting because chatting to I, I actually spoke to some people just by chance today who were a couple of the volunteers, and they explained that it, like it kind of started out of. Uh, their university days at the University of Melbourne and it was just a kind of group of Lego enthusiasts and it's grown to this huge event with um, th- like there's going to be 16,000 people over the two days that it's on through, um, so which is, you know, amazing at the Royal Exhibition Hall here in Melbourne. So great venue for it. Mm. Um, some really nice vendors as well that I met and chatted to. Um, but it's it seems it's more about the looking at the exhibition than about buying, but there is stuff there to, to buy. So, uh, great, great day. Nice. Yeah. Very good. Uh, and so that's us. That's our animal menageries and our, uh, body art and anyone else have any body art to confess? No, No. just some scars. Just scars. Yeah, scars. <laughs> awesome. Well, <laughs> if anyone save that for another episode. That's right. Anyone, well, yeah. we can do right next to you are, and we've already said when we jump the shark, we'll be doing the flat tire episode. So yeah. we can do the um, you know interesting scars I have received in my life episode right next to it. Mm. Um, but I don't think we've jumped the shark quite yet. So to make sure we don't, why don't we get started with some articulated news? Tired of losing battle after battle in the sky, the Autobots create the ultimate robot jet. Jetfire. Transformers. Or 
than meets the eye. But the evil Decepticons have a secret new weapon. Shockwave. The Transformers. Robots in disguise. Well, we begin with the news. It's not all the news. It's just the news that we like, that we are interested in. And Justin has the first bit of news tonight. So over to you, Justin. Okay. The Masters of the Universe classic train keeps rolling on. Choo-choo. <laughs> this week we got uh, pictures of Fangman. Now, Fangman wasn't an originally released uh, figure with the original line, but he's a filmation character. Um, now, looking at the pictures, it's pretty spot on with the uh, the sculpting and the rest of it. Looks like he stepped out of the filmation episode. Oh. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I think he appeared in a in a couple in the background, and um, yeah, nice accessories are nice. Not too much uh, internet Ignis. banter about it. Sorry, it's his name Scooters Ignis. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, good old Scooters. <laughs> we know it's yeah. Scoots. Yeah. Scoot- Poor fella. Scooters, Scooters Ignis. See, I, I've seen some. Oh, he doesn't look fang to me. If I, yeah, I, I that doesn't kind of ring a bell with me. And I would look at that and mm. go, "Oh, it's Shark Dude." Yes. Well, some people are going, "Oh, it's Tongue Man." Snaky, tonguey guy. Yeah. I actually think a more appropriate name would be scraping the bottle of the barrel guy. Yeah, it's. They're dragging it on. Come on, boys. Uh, Wrap it up. This we is, all want to go home. Yeah. Just give us just give us Ram Man. Just just bring Ram Man out and just call it a day. I don't think anyone would complain. No. Seriously. But to be Especially, fair, this is pretty nice looking for whatever it is. It is. It is it is, but like I've just been sorting through my you know, years worth of stuff because I haven't opened a lot of the recent stuff because I, you know, just haven't had time or and a lot of it, I'm just looking at it and going, you know what? This is a nice figure, but I would never have thought I needed this to feel like this was complete. <laughs> well, you that's know? a whole new episode, isn't it? Episode <laughs> that's right. I would never have thought I needed this. <laughs> <laughs> and Penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking about things like, you know, Decker. You know, like, that's a great figure, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Would I, when this all started, would I have thought, gee, my um, Masters of the Universe classics collection will never be complete without Decker? Uh, no. Probably not. No. Probably well, not. That's exactly right. Yeah, and so. I guess if if it's uh, not an outsider but a casual collector looking in and you, Decker comes up, you're going, well, who the hell's Decker? And, and <laughs> yeah. would I have ever bought him if I wasn't committed to it? No. Like, no, of course not. Yeah, so that's when I'm a bit – I'm just over it. I don't yeah. know, Scott. There was a period where you'd start collecting any line. Yes, but not but with a character that I knew and was interested about, not one that I didn't know. Mm. In fairness to Deco, he's a pretty cool character, but and, he's a one shot as well from from the two thousand relaunch series as well. And in fairness to me, yeah, <laughs> I hang on, hang oh, on, I've got in fairness first to a fictional fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Much more important, in fairness to Decker. <laughs> but in, in, in fairness to me, that's not fair, Eli. That's like that's a different. You know. Okay, it's an overgeneralization. Yeah, thank you. Okay, but you were collecting up shitload of lines at one stage. I, I, I will, you know, always give a go to things that 
yeah, but I mean, but there were like with the kind of established characters, like um, you know, mass, and on the DC side in particular, I'm probably always going to be prone to whatever comes out. But um, fortunately, yeah. there's not much. No, that's right. I'm pretty safe at the moment, aren't I? <laughs> anyway, zing, zing. <laughs> uh, do you have an, another bit of news, Justin? Yeah, just a continuation of the Teenage Mutant Ninja uh, Turtle lines from Playmates Toys. Uh, this week there's been some announcement through the various uh, websites that uh, six-inch forms of Rocksteady and Bebop uh, Bop are confirmed for uh, 2013. So all you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fans out there, keep your eye on it because the classics line from Playmates has been really really nice so far, so it'll be interesting to see pictures of these coming out. Yeah, I was a bit harsh in my review of um, Leonardo when it came out, but um, I I would like to see more. But uh, Rocksteady and Bebop aren't at the top of my list, to be honest. No, no, they're sort of, well, not for me either, but uh, I could see how people would get excited about those. But for me, what's for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were the NECA ones that released. I don't think there's going to be... Any better release turtles than those four? No, so, definitely not. It's going to be definitely. Yeah. It is definitely. But I guess for the supporting cast, you know, if if the playmates can flesh this out a bit, then for people that want more of that kind of universe um, building type of series, this could be a big one. Yeah, and there's no risk to a Decker sort of character coming out because you can. He's at retail, so. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, well, on to some DC Collectibles news. They put out their solicits for May 2013. And, uh, yeah, sublime to ridiculous, I would have to say. The, starting with the ridiculous, we've got the Batman and Robin Ardman um, two-pack. Um, as much as I love Wallace and Gromit, and I mm-hmm. really do, I do not need DC heroes in this style. Really? Uh, really. <laughs> <laughs> I I really don't. I, like, you know, we've already... We, we'd seen a preview of the Batman one and commented on the on rather unfortunate um, shape <laughs> that he is in. Um, and th- then we have Robin... I, I, dear God. Well, I, what do you guys think of these? Well, they want to be careful because uh, Disney might sue because that looks like... Um, What's his name from the Muppets? <gasps> Beaker. Beaker. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Don't give them any ideas. Sorry. But, but hey, Disney, if you do see, we want some of the um, yeah, damages. You know, just because it was our idea. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, Eli, are you going to be in danger of collecting these? <laughs> oh, if there's a firestorm, I'll think about it, but uh, won't be collecting them. Yeah. I, I I could even see myself passing on Aquaman in this. Ooh. I didn't buy the Aquaman Mad one, so I just don't like it. So I don't have to buy everything Aquaman. Um, then on the statues and bust side, we have one that I will be getting, which is a Michael Red Batman black and white, um, which looks good fun. And then one which I won't be getting, which is a Man of Steel Superman 1-6 scale iconic statue. Mm. Um. Mm. It, um, <laughs> it just—it doesn't look good. I mean, no. We, the, the trailers for the movie look really good, in, in yeah. my opinion. I'm yes. really looking forward to it. Yeah, me yes. too. This, this just looks horrible. Yeah, it looks like yeah. well done horrible, but it's horrible. Yeah. 
It's um, I find it interesting too. It's sculpted by Gentle Giant. Mm. I know. Which <laughs> pause. Um, which you know, like I think is kind of an interesting little partnership there. Um, but yeah, I think it's rather ugly. The pose is just not good, and um. Nah. Yeah. Uh, but there, it is going to be part of a series. They're also going to be doing uh, Jorel, Zod, and Fiora um, in this iconic statues. So there you go. Uh, but then something that does look rather awesome, I have to say, is a one-to-one scale Green Lantern power battery and ring prop replica. Um, so and and it's only two hundred, which. I mean, I know that's a lot, but it's, I kind of imagined it could be more. Um, so it has, uh, I, I assume it has light-up figures, light-up light features. Yeah, I assume so. Yeah. It better for 200 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, with your very own Green Lantern power battery and ring. It says it's the first in an all-new line of power batteries. Mm. I wonder what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Color me curious. Ooh, sing me a rainbow. Yeah. <laughs> so something. It might yeah. be made of plastic, though. So there you go. Two hundred dollars mm. for plastic. True. True. Yeah. But you know, something fun for the proper replica people. Mm. Um, of which we are not, but which you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> um. And uh, on to some Minimate news. There's a couple of different Minimate announcements this week. The first is um, the reveal of Minimate Series 51, um, which is based on Marvel Now. Yay. Now. Uh, now. Uh, but it actually is a nice selection with some, some characters we haven't had before, so it, it's certainly not a, not a, a big loss um, just because it's now. We've got Shanna the She-Devil um, with, um, with Loincloth. A sculpted, so. well, sculpted loincloth, actually. You know, pretty impressive. Um, uh, I guess Superior Spider-Man, although it just looks like Spider-Man. Um, we've got a she- Maria Hill um, and uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. We have Nick Fury Jr. Uh, I'm sorry. Worst, worst retcon ever. Hmm. And and Shield Agent, uh, but the one thing one I think that's going to be really cool is Shannon the She Devil and Sauron. That's a Sauron is a a fun character to get in Mini Mates. Yep. Um, and then the new Nova as well, who is a, a I like that character, and I'm looking forward to that series. So this will be. Um, I'll, I'll, it's a shame. Well, I, I'm going to quite happily leave the Nick Fury Junior and Shield set, and just get Maria Hill. Fair enough. Any other Minimates thoughts on, on the 51? Do you, do you actively collect these? Is it? I do. I, like, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, like, I probably, um, I don't get every wave. Yeah. Um, but if I get the, it's usually cheaper to buy the whole wave. So if the majority of the wave appeals to me, then I will um, pick it up. Um, particularly some of the exclusive stuff that they've done, like the Alpha Flight stuff and, um, I got that last wave with Dazzler, Longshot, Brood, Rogue, etc. as well. So I have got quite a few of them, actually. I don't display or open them, um, but I just... I, I really like them, so... Yeah. 
Um, and in other Minimates news, Minimates I won't be buying, although they're cool. Um, they're starting some new Star Trek um, Minimates, and the series, it's under the banner of Star Trek Legacy, so it is picking out bits and pieces from different films and series that will run throughout the um, the the Minimates Legacy Star Trek series um, for the specialty market only, so not Toys R Us in the States, etc. And uh, the first wave is a really interesting one that um, runs from Star Trek II with Kirk and Khan. Um, uh, you can't say it like that. Why? Khan! <laughs> oh, sorry. Khan! <laughs> Okay, uh, <laughs> and uh, then first contact um, Picard and Borg Queen. Um, now season seven, DS Nine Cisco and Jim Hadara, but that is not a season seven DS Nine outfit. I must point out, because by the time they got to the end of DS Nine, they were in the first like the gear that Picard's wearing there for the uh, for first contact. Um, so that's wrong, wrong. And then Enterprise, Archer, and Zindi. So um, those are fun. I'm not going to buy those just because I buy too much already. Um, but if you are a Star Trek fan that, um, that likes Minimates, those are going to be awesome. Mm. Indeed. <laughs> okay, so that's my news. And uh, Eli, you have the rest. All right, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, there is a new awesome Bruce Lee um, figure coming out from Interbay, who have been doing a good job over the years. I have. Um, it does seem like um, every six months between Interbay and Hot Toys and, and whoever else, we see a new awesome Bruce Lee figure in the, um, the, the higher end. Um, this is actually part of their um, HD Masterpiece series, and it's a quarter-scale quarter figure. Um, really nice-looking piece. Um, all the end-of-bay articulation and accessories. You've got the nunchuckers and five sets of hands and a, an extra head and, and all the outfits. You know, you've got the, the, tip, the, the traditional Chinese martial arts outfit and mm. there's a singlet and mm. all that sort of stuff. Stunning, um, stunning head sculpts. Yeah, Stun- yeah, absolutely yeah. stunning. I mean, the the Hot Toys one that we saw um, last year, that one was stunning. I think this yes. one's just taken a, another notch again. Absolutely. Um, it's it's not cheap. It's around four hundred bucks, uh, but it's a quarter scale. So mm. I, I guess the um, the HD Masterpiece series has mostly been um, statues from from Enterbay. Mm. I've seen a couple, and they look okay a little bit gangly and sinewy i think i think the um the figure series does look better yeah um really nice see Don't once we get to it, once we get I've to sorry once we get to quarter scale i'm the articulation i'm not so sure about you know like i kind of don't know that a quarter scale articulated figure is my thing i think because it's you know the kung fu thing and it's the you know Bruce Lee the movie whole mm. thing I think there's it's the kind of thing you could set up a pose and change every few months and it'd just look awesome um, assuming that it doesn't fall over yeah 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 uh, I, I, I take your point though I mean you, at that scale should it just be a statue or 
I just can't imagine. It's so big that I can't imagine wanting to pose it. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's so, yeah, but there you go. Mm. Not for me, but pretty good looking. All right, something else for me. <laughs> <laughs> something else you might be interested it's in. all about me. <laughs> uh, Wonder Woman uh, statue, New 52 from the Artifacts series uh, from Kota Bakia. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the best-looking Wonder Woman New 52 version I've seen in any line, figure, statue, whatever. Um, it's really nice. Indeed. It's quite shiny. <laughs> she is quite pale. She is. Um, but I think it looks really good. It's got the right. Um, it's it, it, it's got the right attitude about it for this for this character. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it is a. It's interesting that they've got her in the the pants because that's not really the new 52 you know main look that we're seeing. Yeah. Um but I wonder if they are working on you know early early designs because it seems like they've kind of changed their mind from the yeah. the, the pants are going to be the new thing to that nah, she's not going to wear pants. But it's so long ago. I mean, what are we up to? Issue fifteen of the of the new series, you know, Justice League and, yeah. and Wonder Woman. That's yeah. it's not like they wouldn't have been able to change it sometime between then and now. Yeah, you would think. I mean, well, I, know, I know the I know it takes a long time to get these things going, but it yeah. just seems, it seems like it's deliberate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks great. I think it looks fantastic. Mm. Will you be getting this one? No, I'm not going to. I, mean, I will. The only one I'm going to be picking up out of this line is Aquaman because I've got, uh, uh, again, enough collecting happening. Um, we'll probably end up owning the Flash as well for my eldest, who is a mad Flash fan, but I won't be getting the whole lot, that's for sure. Mm. Um, I, I'm, be, I'm really interested. I can't wait to see what the price point is going to be in Australia because these are um, being, you know, advertised. Uh, in the US for kind of under $40 uh, but I find it hard to believe that they will be that reasonable No, I imagine it's going to be 60 70 bucks uh, in the store here. At least, yeah, out, out our way so we mm. shall see mm. And the last bit of news that I've got was more like a follow-up to the um, the news item the, the guys were talking about last week about the, um, the Death Star um, the White House is officially stated that they are not going to build a Death Star. Boo. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the guys were talking about whether they, the White House got the costs for it and how much time they would have spent on it. Well, they didn't actually spend the time on costing it because somebody else had done that. Um, <laughs> it was actually some students at, um, I think it's Lehigh or League University in the States. Um, they actually costed it out um, and uh, they assumed it was going to be made of steel mainly huh. and um, they were the ones who came up with that 852 quadrillion or trillion or whatever <laughs> it is the figure it's got 12 zeros no 15 zeros after the 852 so it's pretty big um, and they said it's a bargain but it's 13,000 times the world's current GDP <laughs> <laughs> but also following up from the conversation the guys were having so it's a 25,000 signature bent mark to um, get the attention of the White House's We the People initiative 
So creating a petition to the White House on any matter. Um, when it originally came out, um, it was you needed 5,000 signatures, but then it went up to 25. As a result of this and probably a few others, um, I think Adam called it correctly, 100,000 signatures are now required to um, get the attention of the White House of, of this We the People initiative. Uh, mm. So does that, that mean there's still hope? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean they, as they pointed out, you know, in, in the, the geek world, there's uh, you could probably get together 100,000 Star Wars fans or 100,000 Star I Trek fans could. or something to, to yeah. do something like this. They would have to be Americans, though, I imagine. Uh, that would be uh, one of the... Well, it's a, huge, it's a huge country. Seriously, come on. 100,000 is nothing over there. No. Nothing. Nothing. You could just put on a half-hour TV show, which two and a half million people would watch, and I'm That's sure. There right. you go. Bam. <laughs> Phone in. Oh, uh, well, that, so, but, you uh, know, a glimmer. But if anybody hasn't read that, um, the White House's official response, it's actually a really good piece, and they um, they it, it, it they pointed out a lot of the things that, you know, is happening in um, science and development and stuff that's already happening that, you know, was sort of hinted at in things like Star Wars and I think the um, the time they put into responding to the um, the, the the petition was, was really nice hmm. now there is one last thing I want to touch on which is just a bit of almost breaking news I'd have to say um, which is uh, that there was some controversy um, earlier this week Oh, sorry, earlier last week, I, I guess, about um, NECA's Django Unchained line. Oh, yeah. Um, which uh, was got a very negative reaction from certain groups within um, the States. And uh, Weinstein and Company, um, who are the producers of the movie, have now apparently asked NECA to discontinue that line of toys. Um, they put out a statement that um, says this is what the movie was about, but that um, they understood that civil rights groups argued that the toys trivialized the horrors of slavery um, and that it was never their intent to offend anyone, and that they have uh, asked NECA to discontinue these toys. They, they did go into production, and they were um, were sold. So I would say that if you did manage to get them, hold on to them, because they're going to end up being worth a lot of money. Yeah, there's um, sure. already some some up on the Amazon Marketplace for one of the figures um, oh. that is mentioned and <laughs> ridiculous prices, um, oh. $4,000 oh, type of thing. Grief. I mean, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about this. I don't uh, – more along the lines of that I just do not understand why this is a film that, that uh, warranted action figures – I just think it's just it's such a strange choice. Yeah, but NECA makes a lot of movie figures for things that oh, I would. They do, think but but then flowing on from that, the the Migo style, you know, choice for it. It's just it was it was odd, like just from uh, that perspective. But um, yeah, I don't. I haven't seen the film, so I can't comment on the the issue. Um, mm. Just it seems um, yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. So, but anyway. Bit of bit of breaking news. If you did manage to get them, be sure to hold on to them, or give them to us, and we'll sell them. <laughs> <laughs> for a nice price. With for a nice to price. Use. That's Special right. deal. That's right. 
without meaning to cause offence to anyone, obviously. All right, well, that wraps up Articulated News. We're going to come right back with the next instalment of everybody's favourite podcast game, Name That. Put on your color-coded underwear, it's time for another edition of Name That. I'm Engineer Nerd, and we will listen to last week's sound. In this amazing game, I had to find three keys, lay siege to the and defeat the enemy within. Each move was a challenge. The computer kept track, giving me secret information, pictures, sounds, surprises. Then, ahead of my opponent, I made my move. The battle was joined, and I was victorious. You may recognize the voice in that clip. It is Orson Welles. And that voice and Orson Welles himself terrified me for years and years because of a special he did in 1981 called The Man Who Saw Tomorrow, which was about Nostradamus and involved a a cataclysmic war at the end of it. Honestly, he just terrifies me. But if you recognize that like Hyperion did and guess that this was a commercial clip for the Dark Tower board game that was out around the same time, you would be correct. Now, this week's sound is a little bit different, and I fully expect Ben to get it. If he doesn't, there will be merciless ripping on him on the board. So let's take a listen. Clan leader attacks with whipping dreadlocks, and Stalker, glowing in the dark, fires his spear, suddenly clipping up his attacks. And one more time. Clan leader attacks with whipping dreadlocks, and Stalker, glowing in the dark, fires his spear, suddenly clipping up his attacks. As always, if you got a guess on what this sound is from, come on over to the AFB forum and leave us a guess, or visit our Facebook page, or any of our other avenues of contact. And come visit me at tvandfilmtoys.com. Engineer Nerd, out. You can make them fly or jump, or crash your wall. Superhero action figures over seven inches tall. Each sold separately. Superman. These superhero action figures each sold separately. Batman, Superman, Incredible Hulk, and Spider-Man each sold separately by Mego. One of our feature segments each week is Toy of the Week, where we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. There might be new releases, or we might talk about something weird, or it could be both. And this week, Eli has the Toy of the Week, so over to you, Eli. This week, we are talking about Marvel Select's Storm figure. This is um, Diamond Select's um, continuing line of bringing the classic X-Men to life. And when I say the classic X-Men, I mean the 1975 giant X-Men and X-Men 94 from uh, where we've seen some figures such as Wolverine, Colossus, Cyclops, and uh, there's also an upcoming Nightcrawler figure. Some people in this room may be excited about that. Woohoo! Shouldn't that be on the shelves by now? Uh, it's late. Must be, must be due. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned this is the storm that um, we saw classic X-Men. So um, this is the storm premiered in um, 1975, and it's, it's the look that she pretty much carried through to 1983 when we saw the um, punkish mohawk look, which a lot of us are very fond of as well. 
but this is the uh, the classic um, thigh high boots and the poncho cape type of affair and uh, a tiara sort of thing. Um, and it's um, you know it is it is a look that many of us uh, long time X Men fans associate with with Storm. There's been a few other outfits along the way, but um, this is one of the good ones. <laughs> um, the figure stands at about 18 and a half centimetres or seven and a half inches and um, holding it together with the my Colossus and Wolverine from this series. It, it, it's, it's, it's quite right, I think. It's shorter than Colossus and taller than Wolverine. I think it's, I think it's about right. Um, I don't have uh, the Cyclops figure, so I can't really compare that. But um, statue-wise, pretty happy with it. Um, it comes, unlike um, the male figures, um, she comes with a separate stand, um, just a mm. plain black stand with two peg holes. Um, unfortunately, one of the feet, the pegs don't fit, so nope. my figure's relying on one peg, one foot to, yep. to stay upright, yep. which is unfortunate because as I was posing it, it fell backwards on the uh, ankle joint and um, is now too loose to stand up very well by itself. So, oh. But other than that, it uh, yeah, it's a handy accessory because of the weight of the poncho, I imagine. Um, also comes with a danger room um, accessory. So it's um, three flat pieces that form into a corner of a room with a um, um, pretty standard pattern on it. It's got a couple of accessories coming out of the wall, like a flamethrower and a, a buzzsaw type of thing. I'm sure I'm going to chuck them out. but um, <laughs> <laughs> At, at <laughs> least it's a bit more interesting than some of the other um, danger room pieces that we've got, like what came with... Um, Cyclops, and I think Gambit had it as well, and it was just the background. Mm. At least this has got a you know a bit more interest to it. Yeah, yeah, the Colossus um, spiky metal plate that comes out of the whole thing. I just I just can't make it work. No. Whereas this thing is, you know, you could use easily in a in a setup. You just put it in a corner. Yeah. Um. The I like the the buck that's on this on this figure. Um, I don't have the the Marvel Girl um, figure to compare it to. I remember looking at the Marvel Girl in in on the shelves and and decided to pass on it. But this um, as female bucks go for this scale, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. The upper body is a little bit similar to a DC Universe Classics um, female buck. Um, it's quite skinny, and I'm not really a fan of too skinny, but it's quite well, whereas the legs are a little bit more like the better um, DC direct female bucks that we've seen. So the Elseworlds females, particularly like Thrill Killer Bat, um, Batwoman and Superwoman and all those types of figures. Hmm. So I think it's quite nice and it's got the um, the the articulation um, is pretty good on the legs. It's got the double-jointed knees that... Um, that work quite well and are quite poseable. Um, the poseability of the arms and the head, um, as we expected was going to be the case when we saw this figure um, previewed, is, is really nearly non-existent. Um, you can't raise the arms up because the poncho um, is just in the way. Um, you, can, you can manage some quite um, composed... Uh, um, 
positions that um, with the hands open and outstretched, uh, it kind of works with her. Um, she can, you know, have an upturned palm and things like that. Hmm. It's kind of nice. Um, the head, you can't really tilt it forward or, or backwards. <clears throat> Sorry, backwards or upwards um, unless you, if you sort of tilt it Twist it to the side. You can you can kind of get her, her looking downwards a little bit, but there's there's not much happening there. <laughs> but the um the legs and the hips and the the double jointed knees and the ankles that um, swivel and tilt. Um, you can do quite a lot of interesting things with there. I think this is going to work particularly well on a flight stand. I would think um, you could get some nice flying poses out of it, sideways flying and all that sort of stuff. Um, but because of the problem she's going to have standing up, mine in particular, it's, I don't think there's going to be too many fancy crouching poses or anything like that. <laughs> mine, um, I have this figure as well, and mine, um, I, look, I realised fairly quickly that it wasn't going to fit with both feet on the um, on the pegs. So m- mine stands quite well with just one foot um, pegged in and... Uh, you know the, the right the right posing um but yeah she i haven't managed to get her to stand up without the stand um no. it's definitely a improvement on the female characters from marvel select um you know still i just think there's something strange about the way that they put hips and legs together but um this is this is better than say you know the marvel girls for sure where their hips were really wide um you and know, the knee, the knees were really weird. They were very like strange. The, it looked like both legs were prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that there's anything wrong with that. If not that's that there's your, anything wrong with that. But yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a different characterization we haven't seen. <laughs> um, Paint-wise, um, on first glance, it's pretty good. The um, the black gloss on the costume and the poncho and the tiara is pretty well applied and consistent. A little bit um, let down by the gold detail um, on the poncho and, and the bracelets. It looks a little bit sloppy. Huh, mine just fell over. Sorry. <laughs> just thought I'd <laughs> if you catch your wonder what that figures falling. That's over. right. In case in case the um you wonder what that noise was, seeing as it's relevant, I just thought I'd share. But <laughs> mm. I don't know about you, Scott. Did you have the same problem with the the gold applications? Uh, mine is not too bad, actually. I mean, it doesn't no, it doesn't bear up to really close inspection. But um, mm. from a yeah, at first glance, it's pretty good looking. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like the the they've got it mostly right there. Like the the little golden ring that holds the um, costume together around her abdomen, that looks good. Um, but yeah. Get up, get up close, and you'll notice a few issues. The skin tone, um, initially, I just didn't think it was very good. And I know we've talked about um, this a couple of times, and with Katrina Arana as well, we're talking about this sort of, you know, mixed tones on, on certain characters is hard to get because they're trying to match it to, you know, a set of color charts that, you know, this is the paint color you can have as opposed to what you can do in uh, printed form. Um, but looking at it a little bit longer, I actually thought it, it even it, while it's a little bit flat, and that might just be in contrast to the black gloss of the costume. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's actually quite effective. It's like a it's a natural sort of looking effective. There's a little bit of um, 
then it, you know, it might just be by fluke, but it actually looks kind of realish. Mm. So I'm actually okay with it um, after I looked at it a bit. I think it's very good, actually. Mm. I mean, I skin skin is not glossy after all; it's matte. So, yeah, no. or at least it should be. If yours is not, please see your doctor. So. No, a little bit of sheen's not bad. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> The only other thing I would really say about the the paint is, and I think they've done a great job with the eyes and, and the eyebrows, which uh, I was happy about. The pink lipstick, I mean, the, the classic version, as far as I was aware, didn't have pink lipstick. I thought it was more like a, a black or, a, or at least a, a darker brown or something like that. Mm. And, you know, it goes with a pink. Um, nail polish, but I actually don't recall that look, and they could do without it. And, and maybe I'll actually adjust that. Through, oh, I um, hadn't noticed the pink nail polish before. I don't like that. Yeah, it's it, it's unnecessary. <sighs> I, I'm pretty sure that's not the uh, the official look. But no. there you go. I don't think Aurora would have been much into cosmetics actually when she, particularly when she first came over. But there you go. No. So, um, in terms of the facial sculpt, it's pretty good. Mm. It, I mean, it's well done. It, it's one of the better facial sculpts I've seen on this scale. Um, it's a little bit on the young side, and and I probably probably more accurately, she looks a little bit fragile. And for this character, um, Aurora's more, uh, I guess, you know, she's got a strong, powerful. Um, facade, you know, and there's a little bit of, you know, um, fragility on the inside rather than the other way around. Hmm. So it could be a little bit, have a bit more of a tougher look um, in terms of, you know, a little bit more uh, anger or something. It's a bit blank maybe, but that's not to say it's a bad job at all. I think it's it's a really nice facial sculpt overall. Just could be a little bit less little girlish. Hmm. Uh, one thing that with the head that I, I'm not sure if it's just because of the hair, but I feel like at certain angles it looks too a little bit too big for the body or maybe like her neck is a bit too short. I'm not sure. Like, um, like I think the sculpt is actually quite good. I understand what you're saying. It is a bit blank, but um, mm. it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> I reckon the neck being a little bit short is probably the same um, problem as uh, I had with Colossus as well because of the, the tunic is um, mm-hmm. is a separate piece which is sitting on top of the, the buck itself so it pushes it up and makes the neck look a bit short. Yeah. But I also think the, the hair probably makes it look bigger. I don't know. Um, there is a lot of hair and I don't know if you can really get away with that. But. Yeah, that's possible. Mm. <laughs> So, yeah. in terms of a dolly rating for the lovely Aurora, what do you what do you reckon? Well, I was thinking what I gave Colossus. Um, I, I think I gave him eight and a half dollies back on episode one. Mm. Can you believe it? Nope. It's been forty seven episodes between Marvel Select purchases for me. <laughs> um, I I probably would have given it an eight if the um, the ankle wasn't a problem. Yeah, uh, that just I, I can't can't be happy about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a set and a half, I reckon. Right, but I'm pretty happy with it in in the context of the series that I'm 
you know, uh, putting together. I, now I'm kind of feeling like I have to go back and get the blue and yellow Wolverine because I started this series by getting the brown Wolverine ah, variant. Okay. But I feel like I have to go and get the blue and yellow one now, and I'm probably going to have to pick up the Cyclops, you know, just to. The Cyclops, I think, is actually a great figure. I mean, yeah. it's got, you know, it's got the, the classic Marvel Select male hips issue, which it's just not a strength of these toys. But, um, I think that the, it, it, it's a, a good companion, both to the Marvel girls and to, to these for sure. Mm. Yeah, so I think, and that was the main issue with Cyclops. I had actually um, pre-ordered it, but then I cancelled it because they just couldn't get past the hips. Um, I don't know if I'll need to get the Marvel Girls because they're not part of that 1975 lineup for me. Um, yeah. So, but uh, I think I'm going to have to go back and get Cyclops definitely. Hmm. Well, good on you. I mean, th- I think this is definitely. Um like I said before, I think it's probably the best female fi- figure that Marvel Sledge has done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the head sculpt, it's certainly miles ahead of anything else that we're getting in terms of female, female head sculpts in six inch. Oh, yeah. Um, Between Marvel Engines and DC Universe, yeah. it's, it's, it's a long way ahead. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Mar- Marvel Legends to me, just has never done the females well. Um, mm. you know, they're, 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 most of their female head sculpts are just downright ugly. Um, mm. so this is a nice, a nice change for sure. But thank you very much for that, Eli. Not a problem. And, uh, that wraps up Toy of the Week. When we come back, we will be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Big Mac to my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. Here's Tori the Animal Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. Can you tell the difference? Wrestling superstars. They're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Yeah! Well, we're all here because we collect, so Feeding the Addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders that we've made. And Justin, how about you? What have you picked up lately? Okay, well, talked about it before, but the uh, I purchased vintage Castle Grayskull before Christmas uh, via eBay. I asked the seller to hold on to it until I got back because we went away for a few days. And actually arrived on my birthday, which was uh, last week, and very impressed. He also included a reproduction of the instruction booklet, and there's also stickers inside that obviously have faded over time, and he's transferred that to cardboard standees, so tiny little uh, bits and pieces that fit inside the castle itself as well, so more than happy. uh, It was a very good birthday surprise. Um, yeah, great. very happy. As a kid, That's... I never had Castle Grayskull. I had uh, Snake Mountain, but um, yeah, so it's here. So it looks like he's really <laughs> he's really looked after it well. Yeah, it's all the bits and pieces are here, and um, there's there's one string missing from the elevator cord, but you know it's just a piece of twine, so you can understand it wouldn't have survived after all these years. But um, yeah, very happy, and uh, have to dig out all the vintage stuff now and have a little play around. It's good. Cool. Uh, also, I um, have a contact in in the US. Normally, you get a couple of big boxes of crap <laughs> throughout the year, and one actually just happened to arrive on my birthday as well. So it was a great day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, including that box was uh, the new 
Marvel Legends Way 1 and 2. We had the Walmart, uh, Captain America line and Thor lines, um, six-inch Avengers movie stuff, and the Bill Foster Giant Man pack, which also had the Thor robot. I can't remember the exact name of him at the moment. It escapes my mind. But, yeah, all in all, it was a very, very good day, very good week. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Nice mm. nice bit of hole. Mm. And uh, what about your hole, Eli? Well... I picked up Marvel Select Storm. No way. Zing. <laughs> I actually picked that up um, last month before Christmas. I just hadn't actually oh, wow. okay. opened it up and talked about it until now. And did you get yours from King's Comics, by the way? I did indeed. Because that's where I got mine. Oh, no way. I know. We're practically twins. Wow. Yeah. You should hang out there more. <laughs> I'll see you there on Wednesday. No, Thursday. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was good. A um, couple of other things picked up um, uh, during the holidays. My son and I um, we had Monopoly War. There was a lot of other um, games that we played, board games and card games and stuff, but I've been avoiding playing him in Monopoly for a while because he's a cheeky bugger and he beats me. <laughs> now, anyway, we um, I was sick of the, the set that we had. It was some dodgy Australian version with lots of sponsors on it and stuff. One oh. of the, you know those charity editions that yeah. are full of sponsors? Yeah. So I got sick of that. So I thought, well, it's time to get another licensed version and um, I tracked down a, a Star Wars one off eBay. Oh, that, very uh, nice. So the, one, the classic trilogy, 1997, with um, eight pewter figures. Um, unfortunately, no R2-D2 in the set. Apparently there's a difference between the one I got and another one that was released the same year that had yeah. um, R2-D2 in it, whereas I got one with C-3PO in it. Which I've, is- I've got that set and I've got the R2-D2 uh, version. See, in, that was a banner year because that was the dark times between any talk of new trilogy coming out. So to yeah. see Star Wars stuff in the aisle yeah. was fantastic. That was snapped up <laughs> straight away. <laughs> i tell you what, yeah, if my um, eldest catches wind of this, I'm going to have to ch- track it down because she's becoming as Star Wars obsessed as she is Flash obsessed. Mm. So, don't yeah, don't tell her. Shh, don't tell Shh, her. Don't tell her. Was, is it expensive? Uh, I picked it up for 50 bucks. Okay. But uh, you could probably get it for cheaper or, or a little bit more. Is that... Sorry, I... That was on eBay. On eBay, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was used once. Oh. Yeah. But you can probably get it new, I imagine, somewhere for 70 pretty easily, but 50 bucks seemed pretty reasonable because a new Monopoly set would cost you, you know, an unlicensed one would cost you at least 40 bucks, I imagine, mm-hmm. new. <laughs> so it didn't feel too bad. Um, not for me, but for my son. He picked up with his holiday money um, with a little bit of uh, uh, consultation with me um, about <laughs> what was in store what was going to be in stock in the stores he was visiting, um, the Lego Hobbit Unexpected Gathering set. Oh, so that's, that's great. Bilbo's house. On first uh, glance, we thought, oh, no, it's not going to be one of those with, like, three custom green bits to make up, you know, the shape of the house. Mm. But closer, and I'm going, oh, no, you actually build bits, lots of green bits to make that. So I approved, and I said, you can buy that. And um, he really loved it. It's a good little set. It's got a good number of characters in it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I, I'm ne- to be honest, I've never read The Hobbit, and I haven't seen oh. the movie. my son's seen the movie. I've read the Lord of the Rings books, but not The Hobbit. 
Um, yep. So I know a couple of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, it's Bilbo Baggins in his Shire outfit. Yes. That that means something quite different to Australians. (laughs) The Shire. The Shire, eh? Yeah, the Shire. Yeah. Yeah. And not quite the same. Yep. Very cool. Um, Another thing I ordered today was um, a t shirt from uh, Brian Wood. Brian Wood, the um, writer of many, many awesome comics, DMZ, Northlanders, um, the just um, uh, released new Star Wars series from Dark mm-hmm. Horse. Very nice series. I can highly recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's also doing some, he's doing the upcoming um, X Men, new X Men Now title, the all female X Men title. Yes. But he also has a creator-owned property on with Dark Horse called the Ninth. Uh, no, sorry, called the Massive, and he's um, he's designed a few little um, trinkets to go with that, including this T-shirt that um, was uh, a limited run, and I managed to pick that up, and hopefully that'll fit me because there's always that risk. But I'm very happy with that. <laughs> well, I didn't think I was going to have anything to report this week, but I have ended up picking up the Bowen Deadpool action statue. Um, from All-Star Comics. I had pre-ordered it at Big Bad Toy Store um, and was awaiting um, uh, news that that was on the way, but uh, All-Star actually had one um, in stock unclaimed, which meant that I was able to get it and not have to pay shipping. Um, So uh, I was able to cancel my Big Bad one, sorry Big Bad, um, and get the All-Star version instead. And it is an amazing statue. It's the Kacharit brothers, which do some of the best Bowen work besides Mr. Bowen himself. Um, And uh, yeah, I'll be looking forward to getting some pictures and review together of that particular piece, because even though I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan, it is a great statue. There must be a lot of dedicated Deadpool fans who just keep this stuff coming out because oh. there's so many nice Deadpool pieces that are released. For sure. I, I couldn't pull the trigger on the um, Sideshow Premium format because I'm just not a big enough Deadpool fan for that much space and money, but this you know, will fit really nicely. There is an X-Force variant version coming out as well, but I've just got the, the classic black and red, um, you know, which I'm, if I'm only going to own one Deadpool piece, that's the one I want. And uh, I'm glad I've got this one. It is a lovely, lovely statue. Mm. Very good. So uh, I think that might be all of our accumulated goodies this week, unless anyone has anything else to report. Uh, Carry on. Okay. Nope. It's time to award another red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Well, Red Carded is that moment that we take in each episode to say why, oh, why about something. It could be a weird announcement, a weird decision, something really bad that we found. And handing out the penalty this week is Eli. So over to you, Eli. Yes, so continuing on from my um, review of the Marvel Select Storm figure, this week's Red Card is actually Marvel Select's packaging. Ooh. Um... It's it's quite ridiculous, and, and it feels like with the Storm figure that it's gotten worse. Maybe it's because she's a you know a, a smaller figure, um, but the 
packaging, it just seems ridiculous. There is lots and lots of cardboard, lots and lots of plastic. It's big, it's hard to get apart in any meaningfully reconstructable type of way. The, <laughs> the, the little plastic ties that hold the figure in the, in the, in the mould um, are hard to get off. I um, was carefully trying to unpack mine, and I, I think it took about 15 minutes or so. And then in the end, you, you know, rage just tears the thing apart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's really interesting. They've put a lot of effort into, you know, putting artwork on every surface of the, the cardboard. They've even done this thing where the cardboard wraps around a little bit around the plastic, the clamshell. Um, it's just... It's just unnecessary. Uh, I, I know it looks bigger on the shelf and maybe that makes feel like you're getting more value for your money. But, I mean, we've talked about Marvel Select before and whether or not we would rather have less in the pack and just get the figure and pay less. Um, I, I reckon if you weighed the packaging and the accessories for this figure, it would weigh more than the figure itself. Do you agree, Scott? It's interesting that this came up tonight because I unpacked my Marvel Select Storm in preparation for supporting you tonight, um, and we had some family around, and three different people said, "Why is that box so big? What? That's a lot of packaging. Why? You know, like it was a re- people who don't know anything about toys and stuff." And um, you know, I agree. When you have a a figure like Abomination or Juggernaut or something that, you know, fills all that space, well, then that's understandable. Mm. Um, but it is, it, it's a lot, a lot of waste of plastic, um, and, and cardboard. I don't like that it's not, you know, reusable. It would be a fairly easy thing to turn that structure into a resealable clamshell. Mm. And which would then make it make a lot more sense. But as it is, I wholeheartedly agree with this red card. Hmm. There you go, Diamond Select. You could um, save us all some time and trouble and uh, maybe do something about that one, please. (laughs) Good on you, Eli. Well, after that well-deserved fail, we'll be coming back with the next in our Toy History series as we give Blue Beetle the Toy History treatment. Beware, the mutant-seeking sentinel. Target identified! Mutant apprehended! Wanna mix it up, big boy? My adamantine claws! We'll get rogue back! I've always had trouble with man. My optic blast will give him trouble. Firing projectile arc! Now, sentinel, you will be defeated! Sentinel robot playset and X-Men action figures. Each sold separately. Well, if you are a regular listener of the show, you probably picked up by now that each of us have a a pet character or two that we are passionate about. And uh, as we approach another toy history segment, we thought it would be a good opportunity to let Justin uh, have a go at his pet character, which is Blue Beetle. Now, I'll preface that by saying that he has a strong preference for a particular Blue Beetle, um, but... In, uh, in fairness to the segment, we are covering all Blue Beetles tonight. So um, with that, Justin, over to you for the Blue Beetle toy history. Okay, fine. Now, to get into this, I'll just uh, just reiterate what Scott said. Um, it's not that I'm against Jaime, <laughs> but I think that he could have been, you know, bought as any other character. He didn't have to be Blue Beetle. No. Anyway, 
Yep. So let's get into this. The first <laughs> sort of list we're going through tonight, we're going to have a look at the first uh, first cab off the rank is a DC Direct Blue Beetle action figure. So we're starting with Ted. Is that we are. We're okay. starting with Ted. We're starting with Ted Courage. Theodore Stephen Cord. Starting <laughs> with him. Um, so we're going to the Classic Heroes Blue Beetle action figure. And when you pop up the pick there, you can see that uh, it's a very – it's actually for the release date, January nineteen ninety. I've got here in front of me. It's very, um, it's very advanced. I don't think that that. I, I think that, that's right. No, I think with this new DC Comics um, website, because I had that same issue when I was reviewing the Brave and the Bold statue. Right. I think that a lot of the old, like the legacy stuff, has just gone in with that as the default. I don't think that that's right. I mean, it, it's that, old, but it's not that old. No. Yeah, I had that problem when I was. That was one of the firestorm things I found. Sort it out, DC, or you get a red card. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a great figure. It is. It, it's a, it, it actually looks like it's just stepped out of the pages. Um, a particular sort of early uh, Ted Cord uh, drawings. Um, it, it's, it's almost Superman-esque, the way his physique is. It's... Uh, Almost like he's holding in his stomach, but he's actually like posing for the photo. Mm-hmm. You can see there is the accessory as always with his gun that he can switch to either a, a light blast or a wind blast or any other contraption that he had. And there are a couple of so, other really groovy accessories in this figure as well, because one of them had a suction cup, I think. Yeah, another uh, classic uh, Ted Cord invention was the uh, suction cup. Master <laughs> of espionage. <laughs> IQ of 192. <laughs> And they shot him in the head. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's not bitter, folks. He's not bitter at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and the next sort of uh, figure we're going to have a look at, just uh, moving right along, is the DC Direct uh, Justice League International. Now, this this figure here is a, another nice rendition and, and that line. I'm not too sure how far they got along with this, um, there was with two, this line. There were two waves. Two Ted waves. So Ted was in Series 2. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, looking at the pictures there, it's not it's not overly dramatic uh, sort of rendition of Ted. The colour scheme seems to be a little bit off, but if it's compared to when that run of Justice League International, I guess it's it's okay. Ted during that time had uh, fluctuating weight problems, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know a, another nice candidate to uh, put along. I think it works well for. I mean, th- this was meant to be a, an artist specific line, yeah, sure. and you know it works well um, for uh, amongst those figures. Um, it doesn't stand up against the first DCD one for me, but um, but you know it's still it's still fun. Yeah, I think uh, I think it really was fun. I think um, the thing that let it down were the the goggles for me. I thought yes. it was comical enough and, and it was good, but the goggles. But um, it's. I mean, we'll talk about some other uh, Ted Cord figures. But up until you know that that uh, the first one you talked about that was worth quite a lot of money on the secondary market for a long time. Indeed, it's mm. still. Um like it's interesting when you look at eBay now, because I mean, for a very long time that DC Direct figure was the only um, Blue Beetle figure, and uh, when you look at eBay now, um, you can still find it at those very inflated prices. But then you can also find that first figure carded at very reasonable prices mm. um, that kind of reflect more, I guess, where it is because of the other um, ones that have come into the market. Yeah, sure. 
which which basically leads us on to yeah, the uh, DC Universe <laughs> DC Universe Classics uh, Ted Cord, which you know for points of articulation um, factors like the DC UC um, Buck, which is uh, a very nice superhero esque uh, Buck to be on. Um, you right up until that time that was the the Blue Beetle to own until this one came along and mm. maybe that results in the price reductions and fluctuations too because this Blue Beetle on the secondary market is quite easy to find and obviously for mine being a six-inch six collector, that is uh, my Blue Beetle. There he is. That's Ted with his little smirk and his uh, perfect goggles and he's got, once again, his, his, his gun. They can shoot the light blast or the air as well. It's just a, for me, perfect rendition. Standing alongside Booster on the shelf, it's mm. to come along in that wave as well. Obviously, is a little nod to that Justice League International um, comic book in the eighties. But the the other thing I think about this one, just mentioning Booster, is that of the different um, six inch Teds, this one actually goes best with its Booster, like the the Booster Gold. The first DC Direct Booster Gold that came out in the 52 line um, was a bit of a mismatch with the first DC Direct Ted. And the even in the JLI uh, figures, the, you know, they went well together, but it was very stylistic. Um, yes. Whereas these two, the, the DC Universe Booster and Ted, to me, go fantastically together. Yeah. yeah. Blue and gold together again. Yeah. Uh, that, um... <laughs> The little his little holster for his gun on the the DC Universe figure was that did that open? Yes. Okay, I haven't looked at mine for a while, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely it's very open. nice. It's a great, great toy. I do. I mean, as with a lot of the DCUC, you know, standard bucks, there was a couple of variations. I do find it's still a bit, uh, bit muscular for for Ted Court, but um, yeah, very, very nice nevertheless. Mm. Mm. And still with Ted. Yeah, uh, going on to one of one of those uh, what would you say late late nineties renditions of sort of the Total Justice line. We did get, uh, well, actually it was branded superheroes, so it was DC superheroes, but it came in a two pack with Armored Flash because uh, uh, everything the, was armored. And the Atom, and the Atom, sorry, three pack sorry. actually, <laughs> three pack. <laughs> <laughs> and that rendition of Ted is just ugly. Um, it's very shiny yeah. too. It's very shiny, and the arms appear to be extra elongated. But you know that <laughs> Total Justice. I think um, Andy is a is a big fan of that line, and yeah. I think he owns every every figure. Do you own this off. particular Ted? No, I really. And no, you call yourself a fan? <laughs> well, during that time, I was definitely out of. Uh, figure collecting. If, excuse me, I own the Aquaman Blamoid. Yeah, well, that's, so come that's on. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, nowhere near as good as a firestorm blamoid. No, the first, uh, well, I'm so, totally off track, but I think the firestorm blamoid is actually the best blamoid. Yeah, mm. it's a candlestick. Yeah. I was going to say it could double double as a a candle if you get really stuck. So. <laughs> Citronella <It's> a, storm. <laughs> it's an interesting. Um, Going back to the these total justicey one, mm-hmm. interesting choice actually, Ted in that line, considering that he wasn't part of the Justice League at that in that particular era, was he? 
Yeah, and that's why I, was, why I asked uh, Eli that, uh, you know, just to ask him that Firestorm didn't get a character during that time, you know. It is it is weird. Mm. It's weird. They're going to sort of bottom of the barrel. You're right, Blue Beetle. I think he had his own title that lasted somewhat 20-something issues from okay. memory. Okay. 25. But uh, 25 and wasn't really high on anyone's radar, I guess, but there you go. He made it into the that that particular line, that Total Justice line. But it had to be packaged in with Flash, you know. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, of course, we, we can't go leave the six-inch Teds without touching mm. on one last one. Oh, yeah, sure. The Blackest Night, uh, what was he called? Black Beetle? Black Lantern. It was still, yeah, Black Lantern, Blue Beetle. Just rolls off the tongue. Um, what do you want to, what do you want to say about this? He, from the storyline, he came back to kill everyone, uh, everyone, yeah. Booster, accidentally killed, uh, someone, a witness to the fight from, from memory. Uh, totally everything against what Ted stood for, but I guess going along with the storyline. Um, yeah, he exists <laughs> and you can buy him. <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't know that this existed until tonight. I, oh, really? I somehow missed it through all the well, Black Lantern figures that came out. This was in a four pack. So okay. this was not, this was not, um, a single carded Blackest Night Wave thing. It was a final, they had a four pack that had the Star Sapphire Fatality, the, uh, I think a gr- Sun Green Guy Gardner and an Indigo Lantern. Hmm. Um, and then this, which is actually, I think this might have been the only one that wasn't a repaint of some form in that, in that pack. So, um, I've often looked at it and thought, uh, if I can find that on sale, I'd buy the set just for Ted, but it's a good um, pack. It is. It's interesting too, just what you're saying before about um, the DCUC uh, Ted being a bit muscular. This actually fits his body type better, um, except that he's dead. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. Hey, Tid. That's uh, Tid. <laughs> Good old Tid. Your what favorite. Was I thinking kid. about. <laughs> Ted was uh, Olympic class athlete, so you know he can. Uh, I'm going to defend Ted and that choice of DCUC buck for him. Well, you can say he wasn't muscular. We're just saying he's mm. not as muscular as Superman. Like, of course not. No. No. Okay. Uh, uh, Moving on. So now we're going to smaller Ted's. We are. Small to Ted's. The mini mates. Tiny Ted's. Tiny Ted's. <laughs> <laughs> That's not just an Australian joke, is it? Tiny Ted's. I don't know, tiny teddies. I have no idea. I think they're Australian. Yeah. Um, for our international listeners, <laughs> tiny teddies um, are not uh, small bits of lingerie. They are uh, an Australian um, tiny little biscuit that is sold in packets of lots, and they're shaped like tiny little teddy bears. Manufactured by Arnott's Australia. Excellent. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Carry on. Moving on to the Blue Beetle uh, Mini Mates uh, from a bit of research came in a two-pack with Booster, which yes. is only appropriate. Uh, of course, a fun little figure. And a Surely you own this. Uh, no, I do not. What? <laughs> what? Good grief. Mm. You're going to have to hand in your Blue Beetle's number one fan 
card eye on this. <laughs> Much like the turtles, the NECA ruining the turtles for me, the DCUC sort of ruined every other version of, of Ted for me. I do own the Justice League one, the uh, unlimited one, so it's coming up. Okay. But anyway, going back to this, of course it's going to be a fun little rendition of uh, of Ted. I think um, the... the <laughs> The pictures look like the goggles have made his eyes magnified as well, so he has glaring yeah. bug eyes, which is only appropriate. But, yeah, it, obviously a welcome rendition. And to tell you the truth, I hadn't really looked at too many pictures of it, but looking at it, it looks like a fun little figure. I may have to uh, have a little look around for it. Of course, it's going to cost $1,000 now on eBay, so I'll have to <laughs> have a look around for it. <laughs> Uh, moving on to that uh, sort of, I guess, scale, the, the Eagle Moss Ted. Um, I actually do own this one. So there you go. I um, tracked please this one. be careful not to lick it because mm. it's made oh. of lead. Too late. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been uh. licked. <laughs> um, by the way, you can pick up that um, DC Direct... Booster Gold and Blue Beetle Mini Mate set rather cheaply on eBay. Oh, cool. So go. go for it. Do it. <laughs> uh, I own this. Uh, I, I bought it loose, but I can't remember. Where, obviously from eBay, but I can't remember the source. The paint apps on mine are terrible. Oh, well, they all are. Yeah. 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 Expect that from Eagle Moss. Yeah. But, you know, they, got, they finally got around to its head. Um, just for the research... Do you have the magazine? Because those magazines are really wonderful. Yeah, no, I don't, unfortunately. I just bought the, um, the actual figurine, figurine yep. at this scale. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, paint apps are terrible. But Some of my favorite kind of D-list characters, I pick up the Eagle Moss thing not so much for the lead figurine, but just for the the magazine. Bio, yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, Monica Rambeau, Photon, for example. You know, I mean, like, just to get a whole kind of you know, 20-page magazine about her, you know, very groovy. The figure is terrible, but... um. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Moving on to DC Infinite Heroes. This one I actually picked up, um, Toys R Us in Australia. Uh, It was actually on the shelf, but uh, the bad news is there was about 20 of him. (laughs) 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 It cost me a whole $3.00. Uh, I bought one for me and my son. So my son has a Blue Beetle, and he actually took Blue Beetle to his kindy, and I had a, a show and tell. Oh. And he held up uh, Blue Beetle when it was his turn for his news day, and all the kids are going, who? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Came home and told me that. So. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> yeah. I think this, is, this was an interesting figure to get into Infinite Heroes because I'm pretty sure this was after he was dead in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, so like it's kind of funny how he turns up in places where you wouldn't necessarily expect to see him. But they did a lot of characters in mm. Infinite Heroes. Never Aquaman, hello. But... Oh, seriously? Yeah, they never. No, no Infinite Heroes Aquaman. Oh well, he they... was in the um, the Starro box set thing. Oh, it's right. Yeah, but not not in one that you can. Um, you couldn't um, they take even... him out of that. Do you know they even did Firestorm? I know. I mean, come Didn't on. Didn't he look great? <laughs> oh, Blue Beetle looks a lot better than the Infinite Heroes Firestorm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's probably the only Ted I'll ever own where I could actually go into a store to, to purchase him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't say I've done to... that. Yeah. 
Oh, actually, no, brightest day I probably got in a store. Okay. And one last, and the, the newest small Ted. Yeah, sure. So a friend of mine named Dustin picked one of these up at uh, from a Chinese eBay seller, and he came with two left legs. <laughs> <laughs> and he was sent a replacement who had two right arms. Oh. So my friend had to order him from Maddie Collector, and he has arrived in the meantime, and he's a, obviously a welcome exception. Now, just with Justice League Unlimited, it, it's good. It came to an end, and we finally got Ted. And, yeah, uh, it's an absolutely great figure to have at that scale. Yeah, and I just got this pack actually, like, in the in the holidays, my Maddie yeah. Collector version, and um, it is a... Um, it's just good to have him there, really. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really think like came with any the, From this line, that was just they just look cool by themselves. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. That and awesome. with that purchase, um, only missing Volcana out of the set, I think, from memory, when I'll never get her. So, <laughs> Justice League Unlimited will always be minus one. <laughs> now, uh. Justin would probably be happy to leave it there. Mm. Um, but as we mentioned, there is another Blue Beetle, good old Jaime Reyes. And uh, I, I agree with you, Justin. There's two right? others. Oh, there are two others, right? Yes. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to Dan in a moment. Um, oh, sorry. Well, actually, if we want to still do Six Inch Ted, we should cover the DC Direct Kingdom Come. Yeah, sure. Because that's Ted. Yeah. Okay. So let's, go, let's do him before we go to Jaime. Okay, well, um, in that version, obviously, the Alex Ross Kingdom Come series, uh, Blue Beetle, from memory, it's been a while, he's one of the three generals employed by Batman, who is still keeping the good fight up, uh, working under Batman's leadership. Um, and, you know, much like Jaime, who would, who would come later, his character incorporates elements of an actual beetle, and actually quite a quite a nice-looking, good-looking rendition and figure of uh, of Blue Beetle, of Ted. Mm. So, yeah, it's, a, it's an awesome figure. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah. Mine, yeah. Um, my original one of this broke, um, and I, I replaced it just because I I really, really like it. It's um, beautifully crafted, and the wings, the, the way that they stretch out um, is awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I actually own it, so there you go. Good. Uh, certainly hope so. <laughs> okay, now on to the other side, and, and poor Jaime, like we're saying, you know, um, I, I actually am a fan of, of Jaime just because, um, you know, he's he is a character that is really uh, interesting to read. He's got a great supporting cast, um, but I, I agree. It is a shame that um, a character like Ted has to make way to bring a character like Jaime in when Jaime really is interesting enough that he could have stood on his own as a, just as his own person. Um, but he has had a fair bit of toys in a fairly short period of time. Um, and, uh, do you want me to do these, Justin, or? Uh, yes, please. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Save the pain. Well, the first, um, the first figure that we got, uh, of this was right after he, um, arrived, and this is the DC Direct uh, first appearance series four Blue Beetle, um, which is a it's an interesting figure. Um, it has a quite a strange 
accessory in terms of a, a, I don't even know what to call the little, they're not wings. They are a, a plate that kind of joins together at the back, which I don't think has really become a, a feature of his gear, but I could be wrong. I think it's meant to be um, so the actual ability for the, um, the beetle to create weapons. And so I think it's the ability to create a shield. Oh, okay. So gotcha. it's a shield that appears um, conveniently when it was needed. Ah, oh, gotcha. Okay, I'm with you. The talisman, um, or I think they call it, maybe. Okay, I understand. And this has a this had a variant as well, which was a stealth variant, translucent figure. Mm. Um, not not super necessary in my book, but I've never been into the translucent figures. Um, but uh, you know, very good. Uh, rendition of the character when it came out, um, but one that to me was really um, overtaken by the DC Universe Classics Jaime. Um, this is, I, I think, this is a fantastic figure. It is one that um, introduced some different articulation for DC Universe Classics. They really put um, some effort into it, and uh, to make him super posable, he had uh, some articulation double jointed knees and elbows um that that meant that you could do quite a bit with him and uh they they really nailed it i think i actually like the um i still have the that first appearance blue beetle i think it's there's something about it that the um the dcuc one doesn't have but uh i, I do agree that that um dcuc one was great as well yeah, I, I mean, as you know, I'm not really big on articulation, um, but I, I really like. I just think that the, the posability of this, because the, the first appearance one, I do like it, but it is a um, maybe a little bit more blocky. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, still, still a good, good piece. Um, and in terms of, so those are the only six-inch Jaime's that are around, but then we have had some small Jaime's as well. Um, the, uh, that sounds great. It just sounds <laughs> terrible, is it? Um, <laughs> we've had an eagle moss Heine, um which I have not seen in person. Um, the prototypes always look great, great, and I'm sure that the um, ones in person probably look like your Ted. Um, but still, he he got a figure. If you own it again, please do not lick it. Um, you could die. Um, Definitely don't let your children lick it. Um, and then on the articulated small Jaime's, um, we have the Batman Brave and the Bold version, which uh, you're either going to love or hate, depending on whether or not you love or hate the uh, Batman Brave and the Bold figures. Um, very uh, particular type of buck with the strange holes in them. Um, but, you know, Blue Beetle was a, a fun character in that series, and he's definitely fun um, in this one. And also noteworthy for being, you know, ironically, the Blue Beetle that got the uh, bug made, um, which is a bit sad, I suppose. But now, now, speaking of being able to buy Blue Beetle in Australia, I actually found the Blue Beetle and um, Beetle's bug in a, a toy world somewhere in Australia. Um, I probably wouldn't have bought it otherwise, but just because it's uh, just one of those things like, oh, I can actually buy this here 
Um, and it's actually great fun that that the Batman Brave and the Bold Blue Beetle Bug. You can buy that and put your your JLU um, Ted in there. Mm. But uh, that it wasn't it wasn't Jaime's bug though originally in the cartoon. He um, no he inherited it from. It wasn't Ted. It was Ted's evil brother or something. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, there's history to it. There's history to it, but it would it would work for the Justice League Unlimited Ted. Mm. You, you, did you guys see that um, custom bug that somebody made out of a um, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle um, yeah. vehicle of some sort? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, that's oh, a six-inch scale. Six, yeah, and it fits six uh, six six-inch figures. Yeah, DCUC six. figures. Six six inch, <laughs> and then if we want to go to really tiny Jaime's, um, the, we we need to look at the DC Universe Mighty Beans Blue Beetle. No, we don't. Well, I'm I'm saying if we want to go there, I, I can't say that um, Mighty Beans really do anything for me. No. Um, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, you know, we're doing a toy history here. We're not, you know, it's not, it's not a, a subjective thing. We're just doing a list. Um, so, uh, but also one thing which I didn't put on this list, but which really we should mention, is that there are some hero clicks as well. Um, and we we didn't cover hero clicks when we have done some of the other characters, but there are uh, there's a a really nice uh, blue beetle and like which is Ted. And booster hero clicks, one with the two of them together, which is great fun. And another, uh, Ted, um, kind of hanging on a wall, which is more than just your kind of standard hero clicks. I don't know if there's a Jaime or not. Someone will tell us, I'm sure. Sure, there is. Sure, there is. There's hero clicks, everything. There's even hero clicks, Legion of Superheroes, so there's got to be. Crazy. <laughs> I know. There's even a Heroclix Phantom Girl. I mean, come on. It's just getting more radical. Um, of course, Ted wasn't the first Blue Beetle. Dan Garrett was. And uh, while Dan Garrett has never had an action figure produced, we would be remiss not to mention the uh, Shocker Toys proposed <coughs> indie spotlight Dan Garrett uh, Blue Beetle, um, which... You can actually pre-order from a website, but um, do not do that on the recommendation of this podcast because likely you'll never see it. That's all I'm going to say. And now we're going to get sued. Fuck. (laughs) We didn't even mention the... um... We didn't say anything. No. What? What? Nothing. (laughs) <laughs> this item is expected to arrive 60 to 90 days. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. After hell freezes over. <laughs> anyway, as we said, folks, please don't, don't, don't spend your money on that because you'll be kissing it goodbye. Um, but, uh, it, it, there was a proposal that it would make, which obviously means that Dan Garrett is old enough that he has passed into the public domain, I assume. Yeah, I'd say so. Because a very weird sort of thing to go after, isn't it? Very strange. Mm. Very strange. Either that or so obscure that they thought that they wouldn't get sued. I don't know. Um, but there yeah. you go. <laughs> so can you think, can anyone here think of any other Blue Beetle 
bits and bobs that we have left out? There is a Jaime um, bust. Oh, hello. How could I leave that out? I'm the statue person and I own this bust. Hmm. <laughs> um, th- thank you. There is a DC Collectibles uh, Blue Beetle 3 mini bust, which is actually great fun. Um, it is a. Uh, again, I am a, a fan of Jaime, and um, but also any any character that hasn't been made before as a bust or statue in in DC, I'm probably going to buy. And uh, but this was an easy one because I do like the character, and it is a really nice bust. Um, I, as I've said before, I don't like the new kind of uniform bases that the new DC collectibles bust have. But that aside, you know, it works better for Blue Beetle than it does for some of the others. And uh, it's a good piece. And I believe, the, did we talk about Action League? No. My goodness. Action League, we've got um, both Ted and Jaime versions. So there you go, more on the small Ted and small Jaime's. That's the, how big are they? One and a half inches, two inches or something? Oh, but yeah, those little vinyl. Uh, They're like... Brave yeah. and Batman Brave and the Bolt um, yeah, yeah. tiny versions. I, well, there you go. I did not know there was a Ted Cord. I didn't know there was a Ted either. I knew there was a Jaime, but I didn't know there was a Ted. Mm. Are you sure? I believe you. Yeah. Yep. I'm looking at it right now. Yep. Awesome. You might have to get that one, Justin. I will. I'll track that down. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Well, obviously, if you can think of any other, uh... oh, I own that. Hello. The action league figure. Yeah, the Ted. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, one I, the one I was skeptical about. <laughs> yeah, everyone, there's a Ted. <laughs> no, there's not. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Are You're you lying. sure? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Fabulous. Well, if we have missed any blue beetles in any form. Please tell us. You're very good usually at telling us when we made a mistake. So, um, you know, please let us know. But hopefully, we have uh, done a pretty good job of uh, covering everything we can think of when it comes to Blue Beetle and plastic. Um, he, Ted, you know, obviously, well, he's our favorite, um, and some of us like him as well. But we hope that you've enjoyed. And if you have any suggestions for particular characters that you would like us to cover in future toy histories, let us know because we are open to bribery and corruption. <laughs> Marvelous. Mm. Thank you for that. Thank you, Justin, for guiding us through the Ted bits. No and worries. Tid- come back. Thanks for doing the other guy. The, t- the Ted bits. <laughs> 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 that's, that's the New Zealand version. The Ted bits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we come back. That's racist, Scott. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, no, we'll have people calling for us to be withdrawn. Yeah, call and collect. Call and collect. <laughs> <laughs> Marvelous. Well, if anyone's told us, who will come back with feedback before we wrap things up for good? <laughs> oh, it's been a long night, everyone. Just so you know. Traveler, welcome to the promenade. Humble Quark at your service. Behold, Star Trek Deep Space Nine action figures. Commander Benjamin Sisko, he helps me run the station. And 
Security Chief Odo, very strict and sneaky for someone so honest. Here's Lieutenant Dax, Chief O'Brien, and Major Kira Nerese. I happen to know she's crazy about me. Wonderful, aren't they? Especially this one. So handsome. It pains me to part with it, but if you pay me now, ah, security. What a pleasant surprise. Normally, before we finish off, we have some feedback to share with you. Would you love receiving feedback? And if you would like to have your questions or comments read out, uh, please email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com or comment on the Facebook page, send us a tweet, and uh, if we like it, we'll read it out. Um, if not, we'll blacklist you. No, I mean, no, we'll read it out regardless. Um, but uh, tonight we've got some feedback that's been submitted. I don't know how authentic it is, but we'll we'll read it anyway. It says it says this is from Twitter from at Gertie, uh, and the tweet says, "I heard what you said about me. I will try harder with eyes. Ben is awesome." Mm. Again, I cannot vouch completely for the authenticity of this. That last little the Ben is awesome bit kind of makes me really question whether anyone would actually write that, but it's in the script. And so we're reading it out. <laughs> and Oh, uh, really? So we can do that. <laughs> well, I can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Gertie, if that is you, um, yeah, you should really try harder with eyes. Um, so folks, that's what happens when you don't send us feedback. <laughs> okay. So if you oh. want that to happen again, then, just ignore us and that's fine. <laughs> and uh, that brings us to the end. I don't think this is going to be a very long show, but it's been a very long night due to some technical difficulties. So if we're a bit punchy at this point, folks, please forgive us. Um, brings us to the end of episode number asterisk, 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 asterisk. Um, otherwise known as 48 of the Action Figure Blues podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening. <laughs> and uh, if you want to hear more of this, you can download it from iTunes, obviously, or you can go to uh, actionfigureblues.com and click on the podcast tab. If you do go to iTunes, please leave us a, a positive rating and review. We would really appreciate it. And when you go to our site, you can check out the reviews and articles there. You can also visit some of our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and PopCulture.com who help keep the site running and the lights on. We also have a forum at afbforum.com where I post as Scotty, Eli posts as Dozy Muppet, Justin posts as Night Owl, and uh, we would love to have you join in there. Say hello. If you have come from the podcast, please tell us, and uh, we'll give you um, extra extra greetings or something. We'll give um, you a hymie bean. A, bean. A, hymie, a tiny hymie bean. <laughs> <laughs> Be arrested. And they will be arrested, that's right, yeah. Um, but before we go to jail, we would love to hear from <laughs> any comments or suggestions um, for a future red card or another character you want a toy history of, etc. Um, email us, podcast at actionfigureblues.com. Or, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at AFBlues. You can like the Action Figure Blues page on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. And with that, holy, holy moly, we are done. Good, <laughs> good job, everyone. Thanks for your patience, and um, we made it. And good night, Argentina. Good night. Good night. Bye, everybody. Bye, Gertie. Bye. That's our new outro music, by the way. I just made that up. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Turtles things, right? Yeah. Cool. So that so you that that's Justin first. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Do we have actually? There's no pictures for this play imaginative thing, is there? No. no just a blurb. Okay. okay. We could drop it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's it seems interesting, but um. Yeah. Wait, let's wait till there's some pictures. Yeah. Okay. We don't do news unless there's pictures, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> Pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> I tell you what, cutting edge decisions here on the Action Figure Blues podcast. No mucking around. No. Yeah, this baby's going not, not going over an hour and a half. No, well that would be my goal. It's going to take us four hours to get there, though. Um, toy of the week. Ooh. In five, four, three. Well, one of our feature segments each week is toy of the week, where we take one turn. Or be about ba dee ba dee hoo be. Uh, why not? <laughs> that was great. Yeah, that's some of your best work. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Okay. We might, look, just in case that one doesn't kind of work out, we'll have another go. What do you reckon? Okay. <laughs> okay. Five, four, three. Stop laughing. Good grief. <laughs> Get your shit together, man. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Here we go. Well, each week, one of He said, get your shit together. Mate. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to stop fucking around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. This shit might work when John's on, but not when I'm on. Sorry. I told you, Scott. Won't fly with him. Can I start now? Articulated news. Now, see, that's the typing. It's me, sorry. Oh, is that you? Oh, your microphone. Oh, it's your new microphone. Stop. Okay. In five, (laughs) four, four. Thank you. Three. Well, oh god, no, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see that coming a mile away. <laughs> um, it's just too much. It is. It is so big. It is. It, it doesn't need to be this big, even for the you know, the accessories that come with it. It is big. <laughs> That's the sound of many things falling over. <gasps> is uh, that in, in the Eli land or no? Yeah, just Justin land. Oh my gosh, what are you doing, Justin? That was the watcher. He <laughs> nearly brained me. So handing out this week's red card is Justin. <laughs> And actually happens to be a Marvel Select character as well. Oh, jeez. Bloody hell. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we ready? Yep. Yep. Okay. In five, four, three. Oh, sorry, I got totally distracted by some weird color in the script. <laughs> They're so pretty. So many pretty colors. <laughs> okay, sorry. Five, four, three. It's limited run, and I managed to pick that up, and hopefully that'll fit me because there's always that risk, but I'm very happy with that. <laughs> awesome. Hmm. Um, As our weapons failed, (laughs) (laughs) better be good. (laughs) Where where is the video coming from? Oh no, it's me. What? Could you hear that? No. Oh, how disappointing! It's going to be great in the bloopers.